You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 232. Start with zero money in your account, zero leads in your pipeline, zero deals that are going to close. Like start just so super hungry every single day and ask yourself who's going to sign a contract that day. Beautiful. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome everybody to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. My name is Brent Daniels. And if this is the first time that you are listening or viewing this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now in the world of the number one wholesaling podcast on the planet. And this is not an exaggeration. People around the country are just listening to this podcast and getting their first wholesale deals just from this free podcast. It is unbelievable. And then of course they take it to the next level by getting into the Wholesaling Inc. program or the TTP program and really exploding their business. But I want to talk about something off the bat, right off the start of this podcast. And I want to talk about our mental ceilings that we have when it comes to money. Okay. This is something that I've been obsessed with lately because I have students, I have people reaching out to me on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube that they are constantly, they are doing some deals. They're getting their first like checks for five, 10, $20,000. And then they're just stopping. They're just stopping. There's a mental block that they have there that they are just making enough to like pay off their bills or to pay some debt off or to kind of feel good about this process, but they can't get over it. They can't get themselves restarted. That enthusiasm they had when they first started and had nothing. And and, and now that they've had some success, they're just stagnant. They're just sitting there and they're just, just doing nothing, not taking any action. And I think there's one fundamental reason why that is happening. That fundamental reason is this. They're focused way too much on the money. The money is great. The money provides so much for our family, so much opportunities. It helps us do so many things with that money and that income that comes in. And wholesaling is without a doubt a cash machine. It is like hitting the lottery without a doubt. There's no denying that. But if it is just about the money, if if the money is number one on there, you're always going to be on that roller coaster. Because if you just make this tweak, this major, major tweak, this pivot in your mind, in your business, you will never have this problem again. And that tweak is focus on how much value you can provide to the marketplace, to your community. If you focus on the value, the cause and effect of that is you will make the money. But if you're making, if you're just focusing on the money, you're going to get it and then you're going to be disappointed. Okay. It's going to be great for a little while. It's going to feel good. And then you're going to stop. But if you focus every day, if you get up and you say to yourself, who do I have to talk to today that'll sign a contract? Who do I have to talk to today that I can provide an unbelievable value to? Who can I talk to today that I can solve their problem today that I can really legitimately legitimately provide an incredible service, an incredible value, an incredible voice, a friendship, a bond. 
You know, all of these things, who can I find that I can do that to today? If you do that every single day, you will win time and time and time again. It is not something that you will ever be, you'll never be at the pinnacle of that because you'll always have that thirst, that hunger to go out and help people in your community to provide service. It is beautiful. It changes the whole game up. So don't focus on just the big checks, posting it to Facebook, posting it to Instagram, getting the likes, getting everybody pumping you up. That is beautiful. And I love that. And I support you for doing that because I think it's awesome. But once that wears off, what's next? You got to focus on providing the value. You provide the value every single day in your mind. You wake up and you say, I'm going to go out there. There is nobody else in this community that is better at providing value for solving the problems of distressed property owners in my community. If you believe that, if you go every day and you say that, and you believe that every single day, you will be so wildly successful. It will be bananas. So I just, that is the thought of the day. I've got an incredible interview for the rest of this podcast with a phenomenal professional wholesaler out of Sacramento, California. Kevin Lee, say hello to everybody, buddy. Hey, hey, hello, everybody. I'm I'm Kevin, and uh, it's nice to be on this podcast with Grant, and uh, it's such an honor to be be on this podcast. I'm so privileged to be here. Well, I'll tell you what, you you put in the work, you are just a beautiful example of what it means to be proactive in your marketplace, to provide so much value in your marketplace. And I want to I want to kind of figure out a little bit more about you. Like, give me your background. Have you always been in real estate? Is this something new? Is this a side hustle? You're doing it full time? Tell me about you. Uh, well, I started uh, doing passive investing in real estate since 2010. Back then, I have a you know nine to five job. Uh, so I would be, I, I basically just buy rentals back then I, I was on W2. It just so happened that, um, uh, because you're on W2, you you can qualify for loans. So I started, uh, you know, just branching out into other markets, you know, looking for cash flowing rental properties. And that's how I started, uh, you know, real estate investing. It's not until two years ago, I, I decided to do this full time. Before that, I heard about wholesaling, but uh, it never clicked. I never believed myself that I would be able to do this. So I signed up for a program, you know, a year, uh, three years ago, and I, I, I never took any action. I just didn't believe myself that I would be able to do this. It's only until like two years ago, I started doing it while I was at my uh, previous job. And uh, I, I had some success. I just say, hey, I, I didn't like my job. You know, I, I want to do this full time. I didn't want to be told what to do. So I decided to take the plunge and, uh, you know, started doing, doing it full time. I've been wholesaling properties. I've been doing, you know, fix and flips. I, I get to cherry pick properties that come to, come to my, my desk. And that's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. So, so Kevin, what changed in your mind? You said three years ago, you didn't believe you could. And then two years ago, something changed in you and you decided you made the decision that you believe that you can do this. What happened? I think it's just the pain. It's just the pain of going to work and uh, <laughs> being told what to do by your boss. And, and then the fact that I was dying inside, I wasn't learning. I, I think I, I, I hit a plateau. Uh, in terms of how much I expect from my job. And my boss wasn't really, I, I wouldn't say he wasn't, there's just so many reports. So I, I'm, I'm getting a very good uh, from, from from my previous job, but I was just like, I wasn't learning and I, I don't have the freedom. 
So I, I just want to be able to do something that, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, on my own, right? Just do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want, right? And I think that wholesaling, uh, talking to people is the best way to get there, the fastest way. I love it. So two years ago, you started out. So did you have enough set up? This is something that I actually just did a video on on my YouTube channel about the certain things that you need to have or know before you make the plunge into doing real estate full time. So did you have a certain amount of savings to kind of keep you comfortable to make that transition? Yeah, I did have some saving, but it wasn't that much. My back was against the wall. I kind of like that feeling. And remember, you know, I listened to one of the coaching calls in the past. You say, you know, you want to start every day with zero, yep. right? Said that I need to talk to that is going to sign the contract. So that's always in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. I like that, uh, that feeling of, you know, just having my back against the wall and start every day with zero. Yep. Uh, and though I'm not there now, like as before, because there's some, there's more money coming, you know, through wholesaling and, you know, uh, talking to people. It's, it's, it's a great feeling to have, you know, just that my hat. That one hour, one and a half hours just on a call. Imagine it, right? You know, Brent is hanging in the back listening to my call and you're giving me that $1,000 cash every hour I'm staying on the phone. Yep. That running time, right? Yeah. So I time block that time. I make sure that I do at least one hour of call every day. Obviously, you know, I have five callers now, but I'm still in the trenches with them. You know, I'm still making calls yep. just to make things happen. I yeah. love it. You touched on some beautiful points. Uh, Kevin talked about starting every day at zero. What that basically means, if you haven't heard any of the material that I've put out, is basically start with zero money in your account, zero leads in your pipeline, zero deals that are going to close. Like start just so super hungry every single day and ask yourself who's going to sign a contract that day. Beautiful. And then the next part of, of all of that is he, he talked about uh, imagining that I'm standing there in his office with him, like literally watching him make his calls to make sure that his, the script is perfect, his tone is perfect, the pace that he's using is perfect, that he's actively listening to the people that he's on the calls with. Like it is so important and I tell every one of my students to imagine that I'm giving them a thousand dollars cash every hour that they're on their phone because that is the potential of the power of picking up the phone and talking to people every single day. Because here's, if we boil down wholesaling, if you boil down this whole business, this is it. You need to have quality conversations with distressed homeowners as often as possible. If you do that, you're gonna find certain people that are going to work with you to solve their problem. Okay, that is it. If you wanna boil all this down, I don't care how you have those conversations, I don't care if it's direct mail or pay-per-click or if it's phone calls or if you're putting out banded signs or whatever it is, but you need to have those conversations. We. Kevin and I are highly motivated to have those. We're, we're proactive, so we want to have those conversations on our schedule. So we pick up the phone and make those calls. And like Kevin said, he has five people making calls. I have eight people making calls. There's so many leads. There's so much. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But okay, so Kevin, you started two years ago. You started getting into it. Your back was against the wall. What was your first, let, let's talk about your first deal that you did that, that kind of gave you a little bit of breathing room. And then we'll talk about a deal that you got from picking up the phone and just making a call. So what was that first deal that kind of, you know, got your back off against the wall a little bit? Yeah. So that first deal was actually a joint partnership. I was the one who was doing marketing. 
back then, I didn't even know about TTP or call calling or talking to people. I was just sending direct mails like, you know, what these gurus on podcast say. So I, you know, just send out $2,000, $3,000 worth of direct mail. Not even in my market. I was doing it virtual because I didn't believe in myself that, uh, that I would be able to do it in my backyard. And I didn't want people to see me, really, Oh, uh, what, you know, on Facebook and other social media. Oh, this guy. I don't want to have a bad impression with my boss that this guy is actually <laughs> working on something else while he's working for me. Sure. So everything was just, it was a partnership with a local wholesaler in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, I, I, the person called, I remember, and uh, you know, we just chatted and we signed a contract over the phone. She went to see the property, took pictures, and she has a buyer's database. So yeah. she blasted out to, to her buyers. And we, we got a contract and we, we got the deal closed and we split the profit. It gave me you know a little bit of confidence that this thing actually works. And then there's just checks that come in you know, every now and then. I mean, I wasn't consistent because back then I still have my full-time job and I had one, one VA back then. So she, she was able to also fill the calls for me. And uh, we just sent her out to see the owners. Oftentimes, these people don't have like, uh, you know, they don't know any, anything about technology, so we can't really do DocuSign. So she will go out with the contract, we sign it, and then we, uh, we start the marketing, and then we get deals that way. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So Kevin came out to Phoenix to spend some time in my office. Any of my TTP students can come any Friday and spend the time seeing my operation, seeing what's going on. Uh, and Kevin came in and spent a fantastic day. We had a great day together. And on that day, you had actually brought, it was beautiful, guys. This is just beautiful. He had brought a deal that one of his phone prospectors had just locked up. Why don't you break down that deal and we'll talk about what we did here in the office and what we kind of what you did to sell that and build your buyer database. Yeah, so that deal came from a co-violation list that we pull. It's also called substandard in uh, in my county that we pull on a weekly basis and uh, I have uh, skip tracing software that I use. Mm -hmm to find out the numbers and then my caller would uh, uh, call that list. So we do that every week and that list is refreshed every week. Just so happened that we called this, this person and uh, this particular property, he's not interested in selling. But you know, we asked that question, do you have any other properties you would consider selling, right? Yes. Uh, maybe something that needs a little bit of love just according to the script. And he said, as a matter of fact, I do have this property that I'm looking to sell. So we scheduled the appointment. I went out to meet the owner. I even asked, I even you know, pulled back. I said, why don't you just list the property or why not just sell it to your two sons? Um, and then they say they're tired of uh, being a landlord. Mm -hmm. So I say, okay, um, looks like, you know, I, I'm, I'm able to buy it. Uh, you know, how much do you want? When uh, we were talking to him on the phone, he, he was asking for 140. Okay. I think the maximum allowable offer for us was between 135 and 150. I say, if we can get it under, if we can get it for even 140, we could, we could wholesale it for, you know, $10,000 more. Yep. So I you know, set me up. So I went to see the owner and uh, I got him down to like uh, 100. I started with 90,000 and then I say, you know, I got to call my partner. 
to see if we can do this, you know, at 100,000. And yep. you say, yeah, let's do it. So that's, and, and that's, that's the lowest price that I ever got uh, from any houses that, uh, you know, I, I purchased in Sacramento or California for that matter. Sure. That's, that's super low in California. And let me, cause you, you did something beautiful there. He said he wanted um, a certain price and you, what, what did he say? He said he wanted 120 to one, no, 130 to 150. That's what he said. 40. Yeah. 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 And he wanted 140 and you came in at 90. This guy's listen. This is beautiful. This is this is a little nuance here in this business. It's called anchoring the price low. So when he came in at ninety, the guy felt great getting a hundred because he got something back, right? A little bit of give and take. When you anchor low, you have the ability to come up and make them feel great about it. Okay. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Oftentimes people have a number in their head, but when they're having the conversation, they're, they're, they're nervous that it's too much or they don't know the values or, you know, they'll settle for far less because the, the stress of this property is so much on their shoulders in their mind that, you know, if it just, if, if you hit the right number in their head, they will say yes. And when he anchored low at 90, he went $50,000 less than what the guy said he wanted. And and what happened was he got him down 40,000. He anchored, he got him at 100,000. That is so beautiful. Such a smart technique. I love that about you, Kevin. You love anchoring low. Yeah, one more thing is uh, I uh, actually didn't negotiate with the owner over the phone. I actually did it right in front of him, like yep. face to face. I feel like if I were to ask for 90,000 without seeing the property, yep. he would have just hung up the phone then. 100%. Right I so in this I, market, you got to get face to face, knee to knee, belly to belly. Hundred yeah. percent agree. Right. So I, I, I just thought maybe I could do angry strategy when I'm face to face with him, as opposed to. And I, besides, I never seen the property. I don't know how much rehab the house would need and so forth. So it's it's not like uh, sincere, I guess. If we were to ask for ninety thousand, like basically throwing a blank offer. Yep. without seeing the property. Yeah. Yep. And it's lazy. It's oh, yeah. lazy. If you were to just do that over the phone, you're just being lazy. You're looking, the people that do that over the phone are looking for people to tell them no, because they're afraid of when they get a yes and getting the success of that. It's crazy. It's a different kind of mindset. So what you did is you weren't afraid of the yes. You just wanted to get in front of them and make it, like you said, like something legitimate, you know, something that, you, you know, you weren't just throwing something out because you were trying to, you know, uh, avoid getting the deal or trying to get some smoking deal without putting much effort into it and being lazy about it. You're like, okay, 140 sounds about right. Why don't we meet at the property and we'll see if it'll take less. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and even, yeah, even that, uh, you know, when, when we were at the property, he was showing me, you know, uh, the things that need to be repaired. And he was telling me the story that, you know, his wife who, who passed away was the one who was managing the property and he's a pastor himself. So he, he can't do it without a proper management company and he doesn't want to take care of it. So I kept asking why I kept, you know, digging into the pain to the point that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm ready to throw out my hand and then just sell you for, you know, whatever you're asking. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was really good. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So you came to the office. You had it locked up for a hundred thousand. We pulled it up on a website called Property Radar. If you guys uh, have it in your market, Property Radar is an unbelievable resource. It gives you a ton of information about properties. It gives you a ton of information about uh, if they have equity. It gives you the homeowner's number. Sometimes, sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes it's not. But what we did is we looked for everybody in that area that had bought a cash property and we just called them up, right? And you talked to one that was buying a ton in that area. Isn't that right? Yep. Yep. So what we did was um, I have access to the MLS. So I pulled the cash buyers a quarter mile radius of the subject property. And then we look up that property on property radar to see who the owner is. It just so happened that this particular cash buyer phone number is on property radar. So Brent, you and me, we started calling these people, right? Yeah. And yeah. he was interested. So I just went ahead and, and sent him an email uh, detailing, you know, the property, you know, and so forth. And yeah, and went, went from there. Yeah. Well, the beautiful thing about this, guys, was uh, Kevin came into the office and he had no problem. He pulled up the number. I said, we'll call him. Call him. He called him up right away. No fear, no second thoughts, no him and Han. Just dialed the number and called and started a great conversation. Now, he didn't sell this property to that cash buyer. I'll tell you that now. But he is in his cash buyer database, and he will sell the properties to this guy. That's not the moral of the story. The moral of this story is he took action. He didn't let he didn't let any fear creep in. He just saw the number and made a call. He just wanted to talk to this guy. He had a great conversation. He knows what the guy's buying. He knows if he's in the area again. He can pick up the phone and call this guy and see if he wants a deal in that area in the future. It's beautiful. It's just all about talking to people. When people are talking about building their cash buyer database or people talking about building up their pipeline of leads, just pick up the phone, right? Yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I will even say, you know, I, I remember what you were saying about, you know, after you make three months worth of calls, that fear of rejection is just no longer there. I have received so many no's, actually, actually expecting no's every day. If I'm not expecting no's, that means I'm not making enough calls or I don't mind dialing people. I think, I think we got to be proactive and take the initiative, especially in this market, yep. competitive market. We have to ask. If only ask, you know, how do we know, right? Yeah. Uh, ask, you shall receive, right? That's right. It's cause and effect. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me what happened with that property. So what happened was that uh, I uh, uh, was near the deadline. I, I had to close. So I used a hard money lender to close it. Um, I used my money and I was about to hotel it until a local wholesaler. He kept asking me for deals in the past. He actually introduced me to a buyer. And that buyer was able to come through, and uh, I, I wholesaled it for $143,000. The, the wholesaler who introduced me to the deal got paid by his buyer. So I, I didn't have to come out of my pocket. So how much did you make? Uh, 43000 Woo! Hold on a second. I got to step back. Oh yeah, that is the victory bell, baby. Forty-three thousand, and this was a cold call that uh, you didn't even make, right? No, I didn't even make. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was from my caller. Yeah. So you hired a cold caller. What do you? What did you pay this cold caller? Uh, I think she was getting paid four dollars an hour. Four dollars an hour. Yeah. 
four dollars an hour. Yeah. She had one conversation. She used the right script. She asked the second question when she got uh, a no off the bat, which is, do you have any other properties that you would consider selling? Maybe something that needs a little bit of work or need a little bit of love. Just that little sentence right there. If you guys are listening, guys, and you're making calls, you got to use it. It's going to give you so many more deals this year. And that turned into forty three thousand dollars. Yep. I think I think the second line, the follow-up question is so important because you never know. You never know, you know, and, and in this market, a lot of people have, you know, besides their primary residence, other properties. And uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I so tell now, them. You have to ask that question. So give me the landscape of your business now. You've got five callers and you making calls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm making call. I, I do one hour a day. I try to. Because I, I go on appointments too. I, I don't have an acquisition manager. Maybe that's something that I will do in the future. The thing with this market in California is um, I, I don't have the volume as you know you guys in uh, Phoenix or other markets in the in the Midwest. So I'm I'm, I'm really looking for a high, if you will, a lowly high conversion uh, and a high wholesale fee. So. If the person is not motivated, I, I don't I don't go on appointment. Even you know slightly motivated, I, I wouldn't waste my time. Yeah. Uh, but this week we have four appointments set up. As a matter of fact, after this call, I need to go on that appointment. I love it. Lock it up, you know. Lock it up. <laughs> That's right. And so that everybody can see what shirt you're wearing, can we? Uh there it is. Yeah, Kevin's got, for everybody listening to this podcast, you can't see it, but he's got his, the, the classic black TTP shirt. You can catch it on the uh, Wholesaling Inc. Uh, YouTube page as well. It'll be up there and on Facebook, so you can check that out. So, Kevin, to wrap this podcast up, give some advice to anybody that this is their side hustle to anybody that has that full-time job that they want to get out of it, to anybody that you know maybe has is making the decision right now to be a wholesaler, but something's holding them back from taking action. Speak to those people right now. I say you just need to do it. Just do it. And do it with consistency. I know that may sound like cliche, but there's, there's no way out. And if you have your back against the wall, uh, you think about the pain, and how much this thing can actually remove you from the pain, right? Uh, you would do it. Just imagine someone pointing a gun at your forehead and uh, asking you for ransom, right? Mm -hmm. uh, exchange for your kids. Would you be calling people and make that 10 grand wholesale fee to pay the ransom? You would. So I have to do that mind hack every day. Mm -hmm. I say, I, I start with zero, just like, you know, Brent, you know, kept telling, I, I don't have anything. And that's why I'm, I'm calling people. I, I want to be motivated. I want to be on the phone because that's the highest paying time that I can spend, you know, in making money. Um, yep. So I do it. And uh, somebody is handing that $1,000 bill in front of me. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> 10 crisp $100 bills. That's awesome. Kevin, how can people get a hold of you? Do you have an Instagram handle? Do you have a uh, Facebook? What's the best way? Well, they can... Uh, you know, visit me, our website, insightful, or um, just uh, 
just uh, insightful, REI at gmail.com. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I have this book sitting here in front of me, and it's exactly what we're talking about, exactly what you've been through here. I really like this quote. It's from a book called uh, Together is Better. And on the back of it, it says, Working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. And that's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Working for somebody else and being in that job and going through it and all the reports and the management and the lack of freedom and the soul crunching, you know, time schedule of that. That is that that is called stress. Working hard towards your own business, being an entrepreneur, being out there providing value. That is the passion. So I absolutely love it. So I really want to thank you, Kevin, for being on here. Everybody listening to this, you can certainly um, reach out to me at uh, on my Instagram, Brent Daniels TTP. You can check me out there. You can see this video on the Wholesaling Inc. Uh, YouTube channel. Definitely check that out. That's going to be filled. That's going to go bananas here soon. We're putting out so much amazing content on that. And also, I'm reaching out to all of those people that have those proactive minds out there. If if you are listening, I am calling you directly. Here is the challenge. If you are thinking about picking up the phone and making a difference in your life in this wholesaling business, you have got to set up a call with us at wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. I am telling you, you will have an unbelievable conversation and really find out if this proactive side of the business is for you. So until then, I love you guys all. I hope you guys are all out there talking to as many people as possible. Kevin, thank you so much. Oh, Brent, one more thing. Yes. Uh, if I give one paragraph, this is from this book I'm reading right now. It's called The Greatest Salesman in the World. Let's go. About good habits. So I think calling people is a good habit to have. Thus, a new and good habit is born. But when an act becomes easy through constant repetition, it becomes a pleasure to perform. And if it is a pleasure to perform, it is man's nature to perform often. When I perform often, it becomes a habit and I become its slave. And since it is a good habit, this is my will. I love it. Uh, what was that? What was that from, Kevin? This Go. is from the greatest salesman, greatest salesman in the world. Yeah, Ogmandino. Love it. Yeah. All right, brother. Everybody out there, until next time, I encourage you to talk to people. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.